Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gear Priority Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am your host. I am joined today by Lloyd from Garage Growing Gear for this partnered episode. Really excited for today's episode because we are chatting with designer, founder, and genius behind the Bogler Trowel, Ben Bogler. Welcome, Ben. How's it going? And uh, where are you calling from? Great to, great to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm here in the uh, suburbs of Chicago in nice. Illinois. Fellow Midwesterner, that's good. We're we're uh, outnumbering our our neighbor to the north, Justin. That's great. <laughs> There's yeah. been a lot of Midwesterners on you. I feel, I feel like mid, the Midwest is like this hub of like innovation and like <laughs> backpacking products. Right. It's not just uh, <laughs> not just corn, uh, not just cows. Uh, it's yeah, in, innovative. The automotive yeah, industry. <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of, there's a historical uh, like manufacturing base around here. So I think it's kind of in the air, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. not the rust belt. It's the it, carbon that makes, fiber That makes belt. sense. It's the Dyneema belt. There we go. <laughs> the Dyneema belt. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> so t- today, I'm excited for this episode as well, because we're going to be diving deep into the design details, the engineering decisions, and all the features with the, the Bogler trowel. Um, for those who are following along on YouTube, there's I'll probably be holding up the traveler every once in a while. We'll put some images here and there so you can see the different parts of it that we're talking about. But there, there you go. Ben Ben has one too, ready to go. And I think uh, we'll we'll describe as we go as well for the people who are audio only. But there's a lot there's a lot of intricacies with this trowel, and just kind of what from what I know, Ben, I think you uh, you have a, a great mind for design, and everything was very intentional with the trowel. So we'll we'll, we'll dive into that. But before we get really get nerdy lloyd lloyd has some rapid fire questions for you so we can get to get to know you a little bit for those that are like interested in like the real hard-hitting questions uh those will come later but uh you know ben we've we've worked together over over the last couple of years and we've had a chance to you know uh ask each other some questions get to know more about each other but um i've got a series of far more invasive and specific questions that i i need to ask you that feel topical for this particular podcast um, we'll start off with some some uh, some low balls and move to some of the more hard hitting questions. But um, do you have a favorite type of soil uh, to be able to dig in? Uh, and inversely, is there a type of soil that you or like ground that you really don't like to uh, to trowel into? Well, the. The this the stony stuff, of course, is horrible. Um, just the last month, I was in Missouri on the, the what's it called, the big big piney river. Um, so even even going even going way up up you know way way past two hundred feet past, uh, away from the the water, it's just all the 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 river rocks, you know, because of the historical movement of the of the river. It's just big round rocks everywhere that's a pain but um yeah just 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 good old like rotten leaves and black soil that's that's the best you know that's really good place to go loam. <laughs> maybe some sandy loam. I, I think if i was gonna answer the question it'd probably be a sandy a sandy loam like you, you, yeah you get you get out that like clay content or maybe a little bit like 20 percent clay content and I used to have to identify soils for a job back in the day. So I, I know more about soils than I probably that trash. should. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it's always it's always nice to have all of that uh like dead foliage around so even after you fill the hole with dirt you like kick a bunch of leaves and it's like uh, yeah, uh, nothing ever happened you know well, for me there's like nothing worse than like whenever i pick up whenever i take the trowel out of my backpack i feel like i've been handed a baton and it's like it is time <laughs> like there is a, a countdown and a timer that has begun and uh, it's on and there's nothing more deflating yeah. than like finding that spot and trying to dig and being like oh this th- these timelines are not matching up the amount of time it's going to take me to dig this hole and the time that that I need to go to the bathroom in, uh, these need to find themselves aligning much quicker. <laughs> if we ever get to go backpacking, Lloyd, I, I'm going to film a slow motion montage of me running towards you and then passing off a trowel. <laughs> and uh, and then but we can send that over to Ben and, and Ben can use that for, uh, for, for a TV ad during the Super oh, Bowl or something. <laughs> I have I have heard a few times of people who say they they dig a hole when they when they get to camp or like the night before they're like they dig a hole and then just like the next morning they're like well there's you know over there <laughs> they go back and when they need it you know so that's clever that's an I interesting like I would idea. dig that hole promptly forget yeah. where it was and then just be in the exact same situation and i'd probably like step in that, that hole twist my ankle in the hole and then be yeah. like ah now i have to go to the bathroom and i can't walk Great. yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd have yeah. to have the right balance of like having a good memory but bad control <laughs> of your bowels as opposed to like sounds like lloyd you're dealing with both like you're just i'm just not willing to risk it not really <laughs> you're struggling both both of those departments so it probably <laughs> and I guess at this point in in the podcast, we're assuming that everybody knows what the trowel is for, which is going number two in the wilderness. That's a good point. Exactly. Digging digging a hole to bury your poop. Yeah, there you go. Poop, that's the word. Yeah, we can't deviate too far away from the poop-related conversations yet. So on that note, uh, our next rapid-fire question is just, um, Ben, have you ever had a, what's like the best um, pooping spot you've ever had? Like, do you have like an iconic spot that like, you know, I think about it as variables like bug free uh, view, like nice temperature. Like, was there a spot that you just like, you know, you took out that that Bogler trowel and you're like, it's time. And uh, that spot just like really resonated with you. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, I haven't thought about this for a long time, but you're just you're asking me and instantly I know where it is. It is, was in Patagonia and there's a certain like high pass and, um, there's no, there's no trees for miles. It's just grass. So there's, there's not a lot of privacy, but luckily there's nobody, nobody anywhere. Um, so it's like we had stopped there for lunch. We were basically on the pass. Like we looked down one way and there's a river. I looked down the other way. There's a lake and it's windy there because of the pass, right? It just, it just right there, like in the middle of, I just see everything in all directions. Let you know the breeze in your face. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful. Place. Breeze is definitely a key variable. I feel like that's something that, like you know, it's like a, it's, it's like a wind bidet. You know, it just kind of like, a, you know, it just like <laughs> makes you make you feel a little bit more alive. Um, well, if you're using a bidet, it's good too because then you get a little bit of drying action afterwards. Yeah. So it's 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 nice to have a little bit of wind. You just kind of either turn around or face into the wind. The the back end face that into the wind and get a little bit of air air yeah. freshening going on. Wow, wow! 
Hey, this is good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm into this. Um, I'm glad that this is the tone that we're setting for this. Okay, Ben, I've only got one more for you. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, I feel like there's been lots of videos made about this. Uh, I'm sure Justin talks about it in some videos. But do you have a, a particular, like, pooping position that, uh, that you gravitate towards? Um, like, are you like a, uh, you know, back to the tree? Are you like a... Uh, an Iron Man sitter? Are you like a crab? Uh, like, how do you? Uh, what's your? What's your like? What's your approach when you're coming in on the kill? This is funny. We're going to need some diagrams or some very specific <laughs> uh, explanations for the the, the listeners because I don't even know what two of those <laughs> positions you named are. I um just a traditional okay. squatter, I guess. <laughs> You, do you take like a pant leg out or both pant legs? Out? Like some people get completely naked. Like, well, well, I, I got you don't have to. You don't have to answer completely pants, naked, but partially naked. No, the pants have to be in the knee area so that they move forward when you bend your knees, right? But not so far down that you That's, also yeah. pee on your pants. Which, yeah, if what? you put your pants around your ankles, then it's yeah, you're you're in. Yeah. Dangerous. I hope that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, I I'll send you some links afterwards. Uh, yeah, I'll send you a link to, to Justin's OnlyFans, which is exclusively uh, different uh, of Justin's favorite pooping positions. Um, and he- oh, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, that's that's me contributing to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, move, move, moving, moving. <laughs> no, I have one more question, but it's uh, it's it's more centered. This is a segue question into into other questions. Uh, ben, oh, you could you could have okay. made any product in the world. As Justin already introduced, you are a a keen engineering mind, um, and you uh, fixated on making uh, you know arguably the the world's greatest trowel. Uh, why a trowel? What a what what motivated uh, you know the culmination of your energy onto this specific product? Um. Well, I'm first of all, I'm 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 flattered that you think it's that great. Um I also think it's great, but I don't think anybody's ever called it world's greatest yet. Maybe yeah. maybe you're the first. I, Thanks. I feel like oh. I feel like I have. We'll run with I that. feel like I have. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh yes. I I can send you um, a badge if you'd like. Justin Outdoors oh, World Greatest oh, Award. No one no oh, one has one. It'd be, be awesome. it'd be the world premiere. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um so as, the, as for the question, so um, this it really came about uh, accidentally in a lot of ways because this is not my first attempt to make something um, to sell. I've I really I really enjoy the process of kind of like having an idea and bringing it into reality. That's that's my whole gig, really. That's what I like to do as a kid. So that's why. You know, I chose engineering as as a field of study. That's that's pretty much my main hobby. You know, is is just tinkering like that. So all the other things, you know, like I was I was into mountain biking really really a lot for a long time, and you know, um, now hiking, backpacking, canoeing, all kind all kinds of stuff. It's like I I think my original fun thing that I really love to do is just tinker like that. So. There's a few attempts before that I would had an idea that I thought, you know what, this is actually quite a bit nicer than, you know, the, the, the leading stuff on the market. I should try to, you know, make them. And then it just didn't go anywhere. It didn't take off. And this one, 
you know, af- after the whole design process, like months of, you know, playing around with it and studying, you know, different ways of doing it and making prototypes. So, you know, I have one that I think is, is pretty darn good and I put it on Etsy uh, and people start buying it immediately. It's just like, that's it, you know, that's, so it just started. So I, it's almost like I didn't choose the trowel, you know what I mean? It's like, it just, it was, it was the thing that was out there that needed to be made. So. I love that. Kind of like Excalibur, like uh, you were the one that was chosen to be able to pull the trowel out of the ground. Like, uh, <laughs> this is great it's another badge <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's awesome so, so you just kind of like woke up and you're like and just started like it was was it kind of just like an initial tinkering like do you do some like paper napkin drawings to kind of kick kick off like and then you're like oh this is looking kind of good and then t- took it to like like stamping some some metal or um yeah well it i mean it started with a um, a, a competing trowel that's still on the market that I used several times and didn't really think was a very um, optimized. You know, I, I immediately was thinking of ways to make it to make it better. So like, now I'm, I'm making my own. I'm totally starting from scratch. You know, um, so I, I started making them out of like all kinds of materials, carbon fiber. I still have a few carbon fiber trowels which look awesome but are, don't actually work that great. But anyway. Um, um, you know, settled, settled on the material, you know, the thickness, the, 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 the shape, the way it's bent all just step by step. Um, and, um, yeah, and that's, it t- I mean, it, it took a long time. It was probably like two months of, of messing around with, with trials. So, you know, the first time I thought like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make one of these. Uh, it's just it's just an idea, you know, and and really the their first idea was the little plastic uh, handle, you know, on the end. It's like that's that's uh, obviously needed, and then um, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably a good transition into talking about the thought process behind each feature. Like I, I just want to run through. Like there's a lot of once you look at it, like you think a, a trowel is just a it's just a trowel. Like it's a little tiny shovel that you dig dig a hole with but there's a lot of different little nuances with the bogler trowel and we'll, we'll have we'll have an image of it up in the corner as we as we go through for the people watching on youtube we'll, we'll describe it but i think like you mentioned there's a little plastic i think made out of abs on the top here with some grommets to kind of screw it onto the top of the trowel what what's i guess maybe run through like what's the purpose of of that and how did you come like decide like land on having that exact kind of piece, that size, that shape at the top of the, the trowel there? Well, it's, um, it's, it's kind of minimalist design. That's the, the, the spot that will decrease the pain in your hand the most, you know, while you're digging, because that's where you need to push on it the hardest is when you're pushing straight, straight down into the ground. Um, so I actually tried other things. You know, I was trying like a little roll of of metal or um you know a little little piece of rope or something or a little rubber trim um so so the okay the the abs plastic is 3d printable which is great because because that's something that i've really been into for a while so i was printing them um and i I still am because it's a really efficient process 
So the, the ABS is um, the only, well, I, I would say the, the best plastic for this job because it's very um, weather resistant. It's like UV resistant. It doesn't, you know, crack or whatever. Actually, I have one of these, like when I first started to make the ABS ones, uh, the rubber for a while, like I said. So then I made it, I, I put one out on my porch. It's like hanging on a wire, like in a really sunny spot. Because I thought, you know, I just want to see what it looks like if, you know, if the color fades. You know, if it starts to get like the, the plastic breakdown, it's still out there. What has that been like three years now? I think a few squirrels have tried chewing on it, but it's really like, it's really tough. Uh, good plastic. It's the perfect plastic for yeah, the I job. Like the so. idea of you having like a, a Bogler wind chime on your uh, front porch of uh, just like a, a bunch of, uh, you know, trowels, just like imagine your neighbors would think you were, uh, you know, quite the character. But uh, I like that as like a visual. <laughs> That's, I, I think I, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to make like a little like ultralight string that you just, you see, you get a stick. And then once you get to camp, you can set up your trowel wind chime with all your friends. Yeah. Or uh, huh. you could do <laughs> a, a, a Bogler trowel uh, mobile for like a, it could be like a kid's variation of uh, something that kind of just like spins around. A uh, little mini you know? trowel. Oh, yeah. No there, licensing yeah. fees needed for that idea, Ben. Uh, that one's just yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is great. I'm gonna write write some of these down. <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, I you you mentioned uh, the the durability of the ABS. We'll definitely get into. I, I have some questions for you. Just kind of because the trial has been on the market now for a, for a couple of years, and just curious, like what you've seen. And I think Lloyd, you guys sell a lot of Bogler trials at Garage Run Gear, so. Um, not, nothing lasts forever, but I think like I, I've been using the same trowel for a couple of years now and I, it's, it's still going strong, but, uh, maybe there's someone out there who uses it every single day or something like that, that you guys have encountered. So I'll be curious to hear about that, but let's, let's jump into, I, I, I kind of, I kind of warmed you up talking about the holes in the, in the trowel a bit. Cause there's four, four holes that go down the handle. And I'm just curious, like why, why, why the holes in the trowel? And then we'll, we'll get a little bit more about the holes as well, because I think there's some interesting kind of aspects to that too. Um, so why, why the four holes? That's, yeah. that's a pretty good question. So there's a lot of explanations for that. The, um, it's, it's a weight savings. It's a very small weight savings though. Um, it gives a better grip, like your fingers kind of fall into the holes especially your thumb kind of just slides into one of the holes a little bit. I mean, not all the way in, obviously, but it gives you something to grip onto. And, um, okay, the hole at the very top, um, it means, you you know, you could put a little carabiner on it, whatever, you can tie it to your pack. Um, and then the hole in the two holes in the middle, not, not in the middle, but these two holes are centered around the, the the like center of the surface area of the trowel so that means if you put it if you put a rope through through those two holes then it's it's an ice stake or a dead man's stake and you can bury it like that um so yeah and then it's also just a kind of design element i think it's like makes it look longer almost i'm not sure <laughs> I think, I think I think it looks good. Yeah, I think that's that's a good. I I'm just noticing just now. Like I've looked at this trowel 
probably hours for hours on uh, like over the combined two years that I've that I've had it. I, 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 have a little, I don't have like a little shrine or anything, but I definitely stare at it as I'm pooping. I, like I carry it, so I, I, I'm. But I'm just noticing now. It looks like the second hole, third hole from the top, is slightly smaller than the other three holes. That's right, because that is near the middle. That is near the the most stressed part of the trowel when you when you stick it into the ground. If you if you were to jam it into the ground and then you know, pry backwards to pry up a big chunk of soil. Uh, you know, the, the middle of the trowel is going to see the most bending stress. And so I try to leave as much material in that area as possible. Um, so that hole is just a, just a tad smaller. Interesting. Did, you, did that come about from testing? Really, like, are you testing, like, the, the strength of the trowel, like, when you're, like, prying with it? And then that part had, like, a failure. And you're like, yeah, I just need to change it by, like, two millimeter three millimeters or something and then that mm -hmm. wow <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it's really it's really really hard to break like that um I, I i actually continually test them like every once in a while i just you know try like really try to break it to see if it will break in some special way that i haven't seen before and so originally the way that i the way that i would commonly break them which is really hard. Like I, I almost can't do it with my hand. I would have to really use my feet to, to, to mash it into the ground and backwards and it would bend in half in the middle. Um, so I, so I was, you know, trying to find methods of making that stronger. So the, the bends are, are, are pretty steep in that area. And then the hole is a little bit smaller. Um, that's, that's, that's not even the main failure point now. Now when I try to break them, I'm more likely to break it near the tip. Like if you get the tip stuck under a rock, um, you know, you can you can fold the tip back backwards. But that that's also pretty hard to do because it's like it, yeah. it's it's obvious that it's stuck in something, you know? Yeah. I, I've, you I've pried some pretty aggressive rocks with it. I'm like well, I have I have a backup at home, so if I break this right now, it's for science, and I'll, I'll let Ben know. And and but <laughs> it it, it yeah, doesn't break. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been great for prying rocks. That's like one of the things I was kind of most worried about with the the lightweightness of the the way of the trowel. But yeah, it's been very very durable for me. And I think you kind of mentioned the folds in the trowel. I think for the people listening, it it's kind of like if you took you kind of have four kind of sides to the trowel you have this this and it kind of creates this scoop i guess i'm probably i'm not describing that very well but if it, it kind of curves up so like the part that you dig the dirt out with kind of creates like a spoon and that kind of spoon shape runs up the rest of of the handle as well is there a like did how'd you land on like the angles of those like different parts of the the, the trowel and like, because it goes from like a steeper side wall to like a little bit of a shallower to this like point in the middle, then shallow side and then steeper side. So it's definitely like, and it's not just a consistent kind of curve. Um, yeah, it's no, very yeah, intentional. Not, 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 not any really straight lines or straight bends uh, yeah. on it. It's each bend is, is, um, pretty special it's it's I actually was i made my own tool to do that because the 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 bending tools that i had available to me um that are basically all of the bending tools available are 
for making straight bends, you know, where the, you know, it makes the same angle of bend across the material. So I, I had to make my own tools to make a bend. And once, once I had made those tools, it's kind of infinite possibilities. It's like, oh, it doesn't even have to have the same rate of change of bend all the way across. I can bend it as much as I want in any particular way. So, um, and then it's just a lot of trial and error. But uh, it's basically so that I can stick with this, the thickness of material, which is, which is the thinnest possible material that I can get to be strong enough to be, to, to, to be a you know, tough, reliable tool. And this mainly because of the, the way that it's bent. Okay. And so are those bends provide, so I, I guess like at, at the, in the shovel end, we'll, and we'll work our way down the, the, down the trowel back down towards that, the business end where you're, you're digging dirt with, um, like that for most people out there, they'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like a spoon shape is going to be better for digging, digging dirt, like a shovel shape, spoon shape. But then the, the angle kind of continues up, up the, the handle of, of the trowel is that like on all those angles for you mentioned kind of structural stability that's kind of the main point so you can use as light of material as you can while still having like a, a rigid enough structure mm -hmm. yep yep those those yeah the the way the the way the handle is bent is for for structure and then the the open part what you call the scoop part um you know is kind of as open as 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 you know, it can be useful without just totally flattening, flattening it out because if it's flat, it becomes a little bit flimsy. Like if, if I handed you a piece of this material that wasn't bent, I think you would be amazed at how, how easy it is to bend when it's flat, if it's like, like a sheet of paper, you know. But um, in this size, with this uh, level, you know, amount of bends, it just becomes really rigid. Yeah, it's magic. There's a little bit of like kind of like cross like torque to it if you like twist it, but that yeah. you're not really encountering that kind of motion like when you're digging a, a cat hole. So it's it's kind yeah, of yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of people mentioned that you know they say like oh I I can bend it and we're like well you can you can move it but you're not bending it and if you actually want to like bend it so that it permanently stays that way it's 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 harder than you think. Uh, and then also, you don't twist it sideways while you're using it. You're you're pushing down and back and whatever. It, it's probably um, some of that like bendability yeah. is what prevents it from breaking. I would imagine uh, to some extent. Of uh, I mean, similarly, Ben, I, I think I have the trowel that you sent me as a sample, like however many years ago, uh, and I. You know, I don't feel like it's at any risk of not being a functional trowel in the next decade, you know, <laughs> and in terms of like we we have certain products that we have like continue. I mean, just like products in general, there's a lot that are great products and still have issues like those are not like in. Yeah, those are not like exclusive ideas, um, but, you know, your trowel is a product that like we just don't really have issues with. And if people had issues with them, we would hear about it. Or at least our customers listening might hear about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I I occasionally get those uh, an email, and I actually really enjoy getting those emails. Somebody will 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 send me a picture, you know, of 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 what happened, and it's like I I really learned a lot from that. It's it's 
it's just a small handful of of these. You know, we're talking like one out of many thousands that uh, you know I get. You know, somebody will 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 email me because because it's a lifetime warranty. Yeah, if if you break it, um, then yeah, please send me a picture, email me. I'll I'll send you a new one, and I actually really want to see what happened because that's the. the the design is continuing to be tweaked. That's so. a sign of a good product, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, just that like, yeah, maybe it will get tweaked and have different iterations, but it still means that the current iteration is really good and is working for a ton of people. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there's probably a lot of companies out there that would love to have the failure rate that you have with these trials <laughs> for their products. <laughs> and Okay, so that's another thing that I'm I'm really... Uh, is is great about how this happened to me is because I'm I'm basically running this very tiny factory. I'm, I make it all here under one roof, and I can change anything about it at any time. And that's um that's that's pretty great. Like if it was a large company and they you know they design the thing and they send it to be made somewhere, maybe not in the U.S. and you know, and then they get ten thousand of them back, and then discover, oh, you know what I mean? This this little part of it maybe could have been made stronger, but it's too late. They've got you know ten thousand of them, and so they sell them, and you know things go wrong, and they have to deal with it that way. It's like I'm pretty much making these as I go, and I, you know, I'm it's it's it all happens right here from you know taking in the raw material to shipping out the the final product. But at any point, I could decide to change something that wasn't working. And I've done that a few times. From from the beginning, there's been a few very, very slight tweaks, you know, like change the angle of this, you know, change the size of of of, of this part of that part. Tiny, tiny changes. Um and I'm really happy I can do that. That's that's kind of the 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 micro factory way yeah, to do it. Good, neat, like, I mean I guess really the coolest thing about cottage brands in general is this that like ability to be uh, flexible, the ability to like actually have customer feedback and product experience like immediately impact the product. And uh, I mean, we've definitely worked, worked with brands. Um, I, won't, you know, I, won't, I won't name names, but like, yeah, they've gone to work with uh, domestic manufacturers and this isn't a reason not to necessarily, but yeah, they sent a whole bunch of fabric over to a company to be able to turn them into products. The samples look good that they got. And then they just made them wrong, you know, like hundreds, thousands of units. And it's, uh, it could be really crippling and it's, uh, yeah, you know, like there are, as you said, like real benefits to having your own, your own production, your own little micro factory, uh, and having just that level of control and detail over your products is pretty awesome. And um, yeah, and ho- hopefully that's gonna, that's just going to increase. I, I think you're you're in the Lloyd, you're in the position to to see this happening uh, there at Garage Growing Gear. I think um, as more and more like kind of digital manufacturing stuff. I'm, I'm thinking about like three printers and, and laser cutters and like CNC, uh, you know, you know, um, uh, mills that you can put on your your desktop. This kind of thing. Um, uh, that opens up so many doors to people to 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 make their own gear. Um, I mean, you can make your own gear anyway, but it is like if you want to make a bunch of them, then it's 
really there's so many there's so many options you, you don't, we're not we're not limited to these you know ways that to make things even from like 10 years ago um all this digital manufacturing it's really nice it, it's been cool seeing the transition of like 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 back in the day like 10 years ago you said you mentioned 20 years ago i think the cottage industry was probably was seemed much more focused around like so like things that you could sew um, and put together that way because I think it was that was the technology that was accessible at the time. But now, like you're saying, with 3D printers, more accessible CNC machines, all these technologies that allow you to make hard goods now, we're seeing some really cool innovation in college brands coming up who are doing work around that. It's and it's really exciting because I think I think we're like we're 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 kind of getting into a little bit more. But I can like I think you just mentioned too, like we're probably just at the tip of the iceberg as far as where this could go down the road. Oh yeah. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was thinking about 3D printing. So I I I was always in love with 3D printing, even before it was like available to people. You know, like when I was in college, 3D printer was was like something in a few labs, you know, like national laboratories. And then when you could buy one, you know, I was like so excited to buy one and playing around with it for so long. And now like looking back, it's like the 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 three printers now compared to to back then are just just so much better. It's it's amazing. Um, so then you think, okay, ten years from now, what are we gonna have? Are we, are we gonna you know print stuff out of metal? Oh, that would be so awesome. Um, or who knows? It, who knows? It's the tip of the iceberg, like yeah. you said. No, I mean. I think we're still, we still, see. I was just going to Go say ahead, like, like, I mean, I was just at this, this outdoor conference this past weekend and the big topic of conversation was AI and artificial intelligence. And like, there's no way that gear manufacturing isn't eventually going to have some type of interface where one just gets to describe something that one wants and a 3d printer is going to be able to make some iteration of it. And, uh, you know, it, it won't even be. Yeah, like a need to be able to draw out or spec things like there will be artificial intelligence that will just be able to take your ideas and turn them into stuff, which I, I think just exemplifies the fact that like this is a whole new world of of uh, I mean, even just you being able to do your own manufacturing and, and Ben also just do it on real scale. Like you've been able to 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 grow uh, Bogler to being something where, uh, you know, it seemingly you aren't super limited by uh, your production quantities, which uh, is an incredible thing, uh, given the fact that, yeah, you know, if you're sewing 2000 pouches a month, like, holy buckets, is that hard to find sustainability to that as a cottage company? But yeah, if you're able to intertwine 3D printing parts and um, I don't know, just like more advanced technology to it, it, it gives pathways for cottage companies these types of college companies to actually be sustainable and scalable. Yep. Yes. Scalability is probably is huge too. And I'm curious, I'm curious, Ben, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing, no, no worries. If not, how, how many trowels would you be able to pump out in like, let's say like either an hour or maybe if that's too small of a scale, like a, like a eight hour, eight hour day. Mm. Yeah. Even, even one day is hard to really, visualize because of the way the steps go um i do so it's like i mean i have i have a lot of spreadsheets for all this stuff but i'm just kind of kind of spitball here let's say that there's like 30 steps you know start to finish 
to to get a finished trowel. Um, they all happen pretty spaced out. Like I'll do step one, you know, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, you know, and then, you know what I mean? And then step two through four, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, so it's really, um, it's a kind of pipeline. You know? um, no, it's really, it's, uh, yeah, no, doing this kind of work is, is kind of therapeutic you know it's like i mean i i have to of, of course anybody who's who you know worked in a kind of factory is going to say that it's horrible and it 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 kind of is you know repetitive work but when you know as i'm doing the repetitive work i'm able to do something else if i get tired of it so it's not like you know this i'm in a i'm in a sweatshop working <laughs> you know working my fingers to the bones like yeah. All right. I get tired of that. I move to you know do something else for a while. Yeah. Um, but in, in that way, like, it's like like a hundreds order of order of magnitude, or like kind of thing, or like dozens. Like oh for, yeah. For yeah. So you asked like in a day. Um, yeah. So it we so could do like a week two and just like a general kind of like order of magnitude estimate. Um, like, okay, and then so I, so um, I don't do it all by myself. Um, my 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 girlfriend helps me a lot. Shout out to Shutan. She's great. <laughs> so um, we will, if if we're actually working like the, the whole week, uh, it's going to be a couple thousand. Nice. That's good. That's that's a, that's that's a sol- that's a solid production. That's cool. Yeah, I I, I did I did want to I did want to get back to. The, we, we, we derailed a little bit, which is okay. We, we, uh, we, we, we went, we, I think we, we went halfway down the trowel as far as the different features. So it was probably a good time to kind of like have, have a few side tangents about AI. And like, I, I did want to get into the manufacturing process. We kind of touched on maybe, maybe we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, a little bit. Well, a little here's, bit. A, here's a little side tangent is, is that I owe a lot of this to both of you guys. So. So first, first there was Lloyd who reached out to me and said, "Hey, can can we carry your product?" Back then, I was only on Etsy. And uh, do you remember this, Lloyd? I, you you were like, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm here at uh, GGG, and we were, we wanted to know if we could carry your product." And I, and I was like, "What is this? Who is this?" And so I googled GGG, and it was like a billion things came up, but not Garage Crane Gear. And so I emailed you back, like, uh, "I'm I'm sorry, what is GGG?" Garage <laughs> Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Now looking back, I'm like, oh, this is this is an amazing company. That's, that's awesome. Great, uh, really, really wonderful um, site that you're running there. Um, really great service to a lot of a lot of um, the backpackers and the makers. So, so thank thanks a lot. Yeah, it's definitely and, a win-win-win situation with that. Yeah. That's, that's the best part. Yeah. And then just uh, Justin, I have to I have to thank too for all of the um, the shoutouts on YouTube, which are like the best advertisements that i've ever had so thank you for that no problem thank you for making an awesome trial that makes it easier for me to poop in the backcountry <laughs> <laughs> again win 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 everyone <laughs> win 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 <laughs> you know ben i spent the you know the first like a uh, uh, uh five years mm-hmm. of garage grown just explained to everyone what garage grown was so at that point i was probably just like oh yeah this is what i do on a daily basis is explain what this thing is <laughs> Now I get to do it a little bit less, you know, fortunately, 
there's uh, more yeah. people in the world who know about what Garage Ground is. But uh, oh, man, there was a time where uh, it was like, what what tongue twister word are you saying? Uh, do you sell <laughs> used gear out of a garage? Like what is what? I don't get it. <laughs> What yeah, are you growing? Like, tell me. <laughs> Do you have, use fertilizer? <laughs> uh, no, but that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Ben. Like, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I I, lo- I love encountering good products. I think Lloyd's the same way. Like like cruising Etsy and and finding finding cool stuff, cool people, and and uh, yeah, it's always nice when everything lines up and watching watching bogler gr- like grow and i think get get like I, I, was, I was telling you before this i'm like I, this is awesome for me because i'm such a big fan so it's cool to like chat and kind of run especially during you know, even even just like hearing the explanation of the of the top half of the trial has been like really cool and mind-blowing for for my brain so i'm i'm, I'm excited to dive into the the bottom half the business end of the trial as some some might call it because there's some cool things going on down there too like I, maybe let's talk about this the spoon shape because like you do see trowels out there that are just they're just a, like they're just parallel lines from the handle all the way down to the shovel but yours flares out to have a like an actual kind of shovel like a like a, a shovel would i guess um or a spoon it, it was is is that just is that just like move more dirt and how do you kind of land on how much shovel to have at the business end um okay the, the whole overall size is Mm, I th- okay, the original idea was that it fits into a what is it like a, a quart size Ziploc? Because that's just how I carried my toilet kit at the time, and so I wanted it to to fit nicely into that size of Ziploc bag, and um, so it came out to seven and a quarter inches, um, which is also nice because that's that's what is it like six to eight inches is is the standard for a cat hole so it's like okay if you dig it down all the way so that when you you know the the you know the depths of the trowel um you, you got your proper cat hole um so then the width of the end of it is sort of i don't know just sort of kind of proportional to the length in in how useful it is because if it was just too wide um, you know, you could scoop more, but I think you wouldn't, um, I don't know. It just run into issues about like, uh, how you use it. I think how it kind of fits in your hand. So, so these, the, the width of the, the digging end, you know, is you can, you can kind of use it to scrape sideways and pull the loose dirt out. Um, and it also has, you know, the, the point to help you poke through and dig into harder soil. Yep. And I think that's something that I I've always liked. Like if, if um, people are watching, you can see there's serrated edges, there's serration on one, one edge. Like if you're holding, if you're just looking at it, point up on the left-hand side, um, there's a straight, there's a serrated edge there with kind of teeth. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing like the, the big thing that I use that for is cutting through roots. Is that, is that the, the design that's exactly for that. that's exactly what it's for yep okay and it, and it works it works well for that. I've, I've 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 taken like roots and like like sawed them just like like full like half inch roots and, and it cuts through that really well is there is there a reason why that side but not on the other side because it on on the on the trial mm-hmm. it's only on one side <laughs> well i think it's a kind of minimalism thing again um 
and also because so the teeth so when i was first making them i had a little bit of a fear like the teeth are sharp enough to damage other things in my pack if i just kind of throw it in there or like uh, put it in, you know, a plastic bag. It will cut through the plastic bag. It turns out that that's not really a problem. I've never actually had that as a problem. But I, but um, you know, I just didn't want to put teeth everywhere. So I thought, okay, the, the minimum number of of teeth on it is 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 where I want to go. Um, so so yeah, it just has the teeth on that side for cutting roots, and the the teeth right in the right in the leading edge for cutting through like straight down you know small roots are you right-handed yeah i'm I'm right-handed and um <laughs> for a time i actually <laughs> sold two versions of this a left-handed and a right-handed oh interesting and um um so i and i and i was i was kind of going back and forth with that for a long time and i would ask and because because i only sold like two of those i think and um so i was asking a lot of my you know my friends my my left-handed friends about it and they said and they were like no basically it doesn't matter they they just do it whichever hand you know they want so so nobody seemed to really be bothered but it only having on one side so i just went with that but there's there's still still possibility of reconsidering that i would say that's interesting because it cuts clockwise, and and that that's the way the teeth teeth go in order to get the, and and I find with my right hand it's really just intuitive to cut clockwise, but I uh, as, when I play around with it I'm like thinking if I was if I was holding my left hand I'd probably want to cut counterclockwise, but yeah and I and I went I was wondering why not on the other side the minimalism makes sense but I, I wonder I wonder if we'll see a trowel with like little teeth on the other side at at, at some point or not. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can I can make them. Yeah. Um, so if if you want a, a trowel with with teeth on the other side, as as a mm-hmm. left handed going around the circle, left handed mm-hmm. to, to dig out the roots, yeah. please send me an email. I guarantee you. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe, maybe I'll pull uh, my YouTube audience, see how many people cut counterclockwise versus clockwise in their cat hole, or if they don't, or if they cut both ways, because sometimes you cut like the first half of the hole one way and then you go around the other side that's that's what i find myself doing okay occasionally when i'm when i'm cutting a hole but i i'm not sure that many people are analyzing their cat hole digging process <laughs> as much as much as i, I do you, <laughs> i think you might have thought about it more than me possibly Gosh. but um i i want to i want to know more about this yeah people ask me all like like I, I get really deep into like really minor processes in my day-to-day life and when backpacking and it sometimes that's, that's awesome De- detail oriented yeah, yeah my my wife laughs at me because our brains work very very differently and our our, our we're, we're moving and our realtor laughs at me and says i i'm crazy and <laughs> you know i, I think is it tr- is it a thing that Detail-oriented people are drawn to ultralight backpacking. Does that I, seem like a little, a little bit more, more of a connection than 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 just happenstance? I think Maybe. that's probably accurate. Yeah, based based on my experience. Yeah, I think people who aren't as detail-oriented probably just don't even notice 
the minor kind of inconveniences or like the weight or like even what product they're using. Like you hear, you see it all the time, kind of just in the broader backpacking world. People are like, people are like, what pack do you have? It's like, I have an Osprey or I have a Hyperlite. It's like, that's how they describe their gear. Not like I have an Osprey 55 liter Exos or like a, whatever the very specific model number made with like ultra fabric. I feel like that's what an ultralight person would say is like, I have an arc hall with ultra 100 X fabric and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and the, the whole the whole kind of challenge of like going going further with with less you know going going places that people haven't gone or rarely go and you know this it's a very um it's a technical kind of challenge right so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that, I, that that's something that we haven't really touched on i think that's one of the things that i really like about the the bogler trial too is that it's a lot of the time, like for, for ultralight gear and cottage gear, like there's, there's a bit of a premium on top of that, but I think like the, the trials really well priced. It makes it really accessible for basically anybody. That's why like it shows up in so many of my videos. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner backpacker, an experienced backpacker, an ultralight backpacker, it's, it's going to work for you and, and you're going to get the weight savings, but you're also going to get the performance. So it's like, why, why, why kind of bother with most other trials out there unless you're like try to dig through concrete like that's probably where it's kind of hits a little bit of a wall but <laughs> well, yeah I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up justin this this is something that that drives me um so i because I, I think that you know the, the whole point is to to get out like to to explore like to be able to you know go to these places that are just so so remote and just enjoy you know enjoy the the world out there so it's like I don't I agree with you. I don't think there should be a premium on something, especially this like a trowel should be pretty I'm sorry, I just dropped it and made a noise. It should be pretty basic, like um, you know, it, it should be pretty much every in everybody's kit, right? So I want to um make it as low cost as I can. That that was part of the design process. Um I mean that but I mean, I, like I told you before that I also consider carbon fiber, which w- wouldn't have been cheap at all. But anyway, um, so the, the most of what I'm doing now is kind of like trying to push to make the trowel better and also be able to to make it less expensive. So I've, I've already lowered the price a couple of times, like in a very minor way. And that's going to keep happening. Like um, next year and the year after that, these these are the long term goals. I want to I want to I want the product to keep getting better, and also be able to to sell it at a lower price. Because um, I think I think that's important. It shouldn't it shouldn't be something that you know breaks the bank. It's like it's like everybody needs one of these. So yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I love that philosophy. I, I don't think it's. Uh... There's not that many products out there that are decreasing prices <laughs> after certain periods of time. So that's, that's, that's neat. Well, I mean, the, the phrase race to the bottom comes to mind, but, um, and I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like doing that because, because I'm not going to decrease the quality. It's, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to get better. I already have, I'm, I'm looking at ways of, of making it better. I mean, I don't want to like, say too much but um 
That's all we need to it's, know. It's, 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 it's going to increase the interest. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to keep getting better and the price will trend down. It, yeah. Yeah. Unless aluminum prices go through the roof and then, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that, that pandemic was rough, though. That yeah. was a, that blew up aluminum prices. But anyway, that's yeah. I, I think that's uh, yeah. I think we kind of touched on the 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 like the the material there and why why it, it is the material that it is and why it's like the thickness that it is. So that was interesting to hear about. Um, I th- I think I, I wanted to ask before we kind of kind of wrap things up is. Something that I'm interested, in, especially for like when we get the designers on these podcasts and people who like like you're probably always looking at the trial, tinkering with it, using it. Are there some like tips or tricks or hacks that you've you've like discovered for the trial or that you know of? I think you've already you already mentioned one where the two bottom holes, if you put a piece of cord through them, you can like use that as a dead man anchor in snow or something like that, and a, a very lightweight dead man anchor and and stake in that way. Are there other kind of tips and tricks out there that uh, um, have? I mean, the other thing is that it can be used as a tent stake if you really have to. Although then if you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you have to unstake your tent. But anyway, <laughs> um, you, you know, so you can, you can loop, you know, loop your, your, the, the cord through the top hole and then just kind of fold it over. So you don't have to, you know, if you have a loop on your uh, tent line, you don't have to undo the loop and tie it through a hole. You can poke it through and just flip it over the top. Makes sense, yeah. That's not really a trick. Seems I bet that's a trick, yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought about that, yeah. Um, well, there, there's um, somebody who once told me it makes a great ice cream scoop. So, um, I don't know. Scoop ice cream at your own risk, depending on how clean your trowel is. But uh, so, so at our wedding, um, we bought ice cream from down the street at our favorite ice cream shop. We bought a whole bunch of um, gallon gallon jugs of ice cream and put them in coolers, but then put dry ice into the coolers. And the ice cream got rock solid because I think dry ice is like 50 degrees colder than regular ice. And it would have been good to have one of these trowels because people were putting the ice cream in. The, it, it's the best ice cream you've ever had. And people were like so excited for it. But then they couldn't get the ice cream there. So they're like microwaving it. People were on the dance floor, like holding ice cream and dancing with it. We, had, we, had, we bought like 24 gallon jugs of ice cream and we only had about three left, like the ones that people couldn't really get at. But that's, that's how, it, like, pe- how much people are like trying to get this ice cream is they still managed to eat 20 gallons of ice cream that was the hardest ice cream that you've ever, ever encountered it like <laughs> bending spoons and everything so cross marketing there for you yeah yeah <laughs> get into the wedding game that's uh you could probably charge a little bit more get get some higher margins uh, <laughs> sure. uh wedding yeah wedding ice cream scooper <laughs> well the other thing is uh, i've given these to a lot of friends and um i've also heard that it makes and I've done this myself. It make it makes for great uh indoor like indoor gardening, you know, like potting plants and stuff. It's pretty good size for that. Yeah, I think the scoop on the end, like just it, it this is the kind of scoop size that I would I would use for, for some gardening, even outdoor gardening, like 
still has good hand feel like that's something like that i really that we really get into too much around like the the curve of the handle is i find it just sits in the hand really nicely and because of the way it, you get surface contact it, it really doesn't hurt my hand in any way as i'm digging into the ground which is definitely not the case with all trials out there so i think i think i think you, you, you nailed it ben and i'm excited to see like the the iterations and improvements and even we were talking about like I, this the trial that I have is a couple of years old now, so I'm excited to kind of take a look at the newer version and see see them side by side, and measure measure up some of the the little changes and everything like that. So yeah, it's I've I've been I've enjoyed this conversation, Lloyd. I how are you how are you with the nerdy with the nerdy talk? Was no, was I, it was I, it all I, right for you? I enjoyed it. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, it's it's, it's good. good. You, you know, know these, these are things that, that I don't think, think about. about. So, so when, when and, and no, no, I'm I'm sure, sure there's a, a, a you know a, a, a part of of audience listening that kind of enjoys gear how I do, which is surface level. <laughs> you know, like I I, I, I like things that are functional, and so my my the majority of my thoughts around the the, the Bogler trowel are like this works really well, and um, it is a luxury to not have to think about it because it just does what I need it to do. So. Uh, because, because it is so simple and because it is so effective, you as a designer, Ben, have given me the luxury of not having to think about it at all. So I have chosen, unlike Justin, to not think about it at all. And these lines of, uh, of thinking and, and lines of thought, you know, are, are great because I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't thought of the answers because I haven't thought of the questions, um, you know, other than, of course, like the you know the the, the, the cap, cap at the end is obviously like a uh, a, a no brainer visual. Yes, this is brilliant. Uh, but well, was, I'm, I'm curious, yeah. which what what color do you guys rock for the end of uh, of the Bobo trial? Orange, orange. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I I normally go neon green now. I think bright green. Uh, that's a that's a, that's a good one. I think I, I've been I've been rocking the orange. Do I have a yellow? I have a yellow one here. Um, because the, the orange one's in my poop kit, but um, I, I don't I, I go with orange for like a variety of different colors, mostly because I don't want to get shot by hunters. And I guess I, I'm just thinking like, yeah, the, the ginger hair there <laughs> for Lloyd. <laughs> but if, I guess I guess if uh, I guess the orange on the trowel is probably not preventing hunters from shooting me too much. But, you know, you never know. That'd, That'd be a bad, bad way to go. go. I think orange is just a kind of traditional color for small backpacking stuff right yeah, anyway that's, that's true yeah yeah so ben thank you thank you for for being on the podcast that was that was a blast i uh i hope people next time that they're taking a poop and looking at their trial they they look at it with a little bit more kind of like thought behind it ad- admiration and it, yeah it's um it's it's been it's been great 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 chatting if people want to check out the 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 Borgler trial i'll have all links to Probably garage. I don't think you sell trowels on your on your website, do you? Me? No, yeah. actually, no. I yeah. don't. So but, I'll, I'll um, have a link to Garage Growing Gear. And <laughs> yes, yes. People can go check it out there and <laughs> and and pick up a trowel and decide decide which which color uh, trowel person person you are. And once once you get there, so and, and, yeah, and Lloyd, it was always a pleasure. A blast. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Thanks Justin. Justin. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely chat soon and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you later.